Thursday, likely a round or two of thunderstorms for the midday and afternoon hours, and some of the storms could bring heavy rains. The highest temperatures tomorrow go to the lower 90s. Friday, isolated storms, followed by likely round or two of the thunderstorms and showers, some heavy for the afternoon. Clouding is over and taking down the heat from an otherwise afternoon high of about low 90s. Less rain chance, more heat Sunday. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. CDC is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of a novel or new coronavirus. There are steps you can take now to get ready if an outbreak occurs in your community. Make a household plan. Older adults and people with chronic medical conditions are at greater risk. Take extra steps to protect them. Think about what you will do if there are changes to your work schedule. Practice good health habits, such as frequently washing hands with soap and water, staying home when sick, and covering coughs and sneezes. For more information, visit cdc.gov. Excited to be the guy who sort of gets on and moves over to the other side in the food show. Tom Fitzmaurice, that's me. Marianne is here. Hey! And smiling, as she always does. <laughs> with You know what? Uh, if you get a chance to ever meet her uh, for whatever it is uh, to go out and eat or eat oysters while she makes other people eat oysters. It's I'm waiting kind of to hear deal. the rest of this. Go ahead. And, uh, and other things that uh, bring to your joy and to your enjoyment and uh, all of that pulled together uh, to make the creation possible of the food show. Anyway, I, was, uh, I had one more thing to add. What's that? Uh, she is a, a beautiful lady. <laughs> and I'm not just doing Thank that you. to, you know, to get. That's to, very nice. Uh, but but there's one item in particular, and you know, you, you know how beautiful certain people are or how good they sound and whatever it is. And then there are some that specialized in one particular thing. Everybody gather over here with Mar- Marianne. <laughs> Cluster around her. Yeah, there's four of them. Just For to, once, I'm not interrupting them. I want to hear where this yeah, is going. Go ahead. Get, get a, a nice smile on your yeah, – uh-huh. and, and giving yourself a little twinkle here and – Ta-da. Check out that smile. Oh, yeah. That is that it's is one of my trademarks. That I is. mean, everybody's got, well, there are a couple girls or a couple guys <laughs> that I think of, too, as not being much on them. But anyway, uh, she's got it under control. And, but no uh, one ever sees my smile anymore because I'm always no, wearing a mask. You're not. not. You want some money or something? Not. <laughs> five, five, six, nine, six, nine, yeah. six is the number. Thank you, babe. That was very sweet. It's, uh, it's great to be here and always wonderful to say things to such people. Yes. 260. Oh, oops. Wait a minute. I keep doing this. You do. Okay. You do. Um, Let me just say it. 556-9696. Yes. Today is Thursday. Can't it believe is. it. It is almost the middle of August. Can't believe that either. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about to rain. Can't believe that either. <laughs> but here we are. And it is the food show, 32 years running now, and mm-hmm. uh, just a year and a half for me. But Tom's been at it for a long, long a time. A little too much, uh, long, I think. I don't think so. Uh, today is Nicole Dorignac's day, where she comes in and tells us things about grocery shopping. Grocery shopping. Not how to grocery shop, because everyone has their own style of that, but 
what you can prepare yourself for not seeing. Or in the case of me yesterday when I went to see her there, seeing. I saw for the first time in a long time, as a matter of fact, months and months anywhere, I saw a green version of Clorox cleanup. Oh, you were asking me about that. I'm, now, is, I'm now hoarding. What's the I'm, deal? I confess. Why is that so interesting? I mean, to... I'm not hoarding by getting a bunch of things at one time off the shelf, but yeah. if I see one, I will pick it up and it now goes into my stash so I can never be out of it like I was for a long, long time. Adam, did you say we had a call? No, we had a, a call. No, we don't have a call. Okay. We don't have a call. We yet. do not have a call. We do have a panting well, dog. That's that, that sound in the background. Tom, it is National Filet Mignon Day. Oh, it's too bad you didn't get a steak just now. I had known that. I would have. I would have good. allowed you to get a steak. Well, <laughs> we just went to what is now becoming a weekly almost visit for Tom to stock up on oysters, Pablo. But, at, the, but we had something at to deal Pat with. Pat Gallagher's. Uh, Gallagher's. Gallagher's. Yes, Gallagher's. Pat Gallagher's. Who we, is a terrific chef. It, it's, it's, it's obscenely delicious and fattening at the same time. Oh, they're food Anyway, is? yes, it yeah, is. Yeah, that's for it sure. Is. What but you but always you used to say about him is 100% true. Pat Gallagher mm -hmm. serves lusty food. He does indeed do that. Doesn't care about butter. Doesn't care about salt. He doesn't care about fat. He cares about taste and, these and big, taste big only. Oysters. And taste it does. Yes, those oysters are obscenely good. I mean, even if you don't, you <laughs> don't even really dig good. into them. The way so there's like I twelve do. of them. They come in a little dish with the indentations that are filled with spinach, and then this really great tangy cheese sauce and then parmesan on top of that and then the oyster is buried somewhere in there and then spritzed all over it is tequila and somehow or another that makes a really really incredibly delicious dish so tom is it really is tom is addicted <laughs> to those but wait and you were beating up on me about eating those today no i wasn't yeah, you were. i was beating up on you about getting another entree <laughs> because right. that's big enough for an entree and um well, we and, use that and it fills you up and then you wind up getting something else and then you don't eat that and then i get mad can, so can i, I ask like god this is sort of unrelated but let's what's that to stop me when to yeah okay mm -hmm. um i uh, i have a, a funny problem <clears throat> you know like if you now you're, i'm worried Go ahead. if you're not uh good at let's say at throwing uh parties you know, yeah that's, well, okay, well, yeah. so you're not good at throwing parties, okay? Yeah, and uh, and here I show up, uh, and I want to be part of the program, and it turns out that they're having uh, some other kind of little past uh, uh -huh. uh, kind of thing, and uh, it's it's interesting how how other parts of the city come out with good things to do. You think of everything being in a playground or something, but uh, we're gonna do a little more of that uh, in the future. And allow people okay, to so just get... Okay, so earlier in the show, I didn't interrupt Tom because I wanted him to compliment me. But now I am going to interrupt you because I don't know where this is going. Oh, well, I am. And, and, and it could be just going off a cliff, so... I, I don't think it's going to go that far. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I like the idea of having a lot of people uh, in 
a part of a talk show. I've made ah, sure, uh -huh. as, as long as I've been doing this, and she was right, you know, I've been in, doing uh, talk shows uh, back yeah. in the 1980. 1908. No. I, I always, <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, no, I, I really have. 1989. But anyway, Tom, since when have you ever had like an ensemble cast on your show? It's always been you and callers. That's it. Yeah. Well, uh, maybe I'm saying that maybe we ought to crush that down a little bit more. And well, we are little... doing that. We okay. have Nicole today at 3 o'clock, mm -hmm. and uh, she's going to talk. She's going to expand her repertoire. As a matter of fact, Nicole and I are going to start yeah. start a, a challenge. A challenge? Yes, what are. is the challenge? Yes. Well, I'll... she thinks that her mother, Esther, mm -hmm. is the best cook ever. Yeah. And I think that my mother is not, but, but is that only that? because she didn't do it very often. I always joke about my mother and the Vienna sausages, the Monday dinner of Vienna sausages and um, boiled potatoes out of the can and uh, pork and beans. Mm-hmm. And that was the, that was, we had that because my father traveled out of town once a week and would never touch that. And so that's what we got stuck with when he was there. We always knew if, if my dad was out of town, that was what we were having. So, but my mother actually, when she cooked, was a good cook. And I know that, um, we, we, I started to talk about this a little bit when Henry was giving us his report on Mosca's. He said he had chicken cacciatore. And I'm not even sure what chicken cacciatore is i only know it as what my mother called it which was well we had seven kids in our family so she had this gigantic and i do mean gigantic as in eight inches deep aluminum dutch oven or roaster roaster pan and then the thing was about two feet long and about a foot and a half wide and this thing was what she always roasted her turkey in. And she did, I want to keep saying kitchen, but chicken cacciatore, chicken cacciatore once in a while. Once in a while. And that consisted to her of a boiled hen. It always had to be a hen. And a lot of spaghetti. And tomatoes crushed mm -hmm. yeah that's and be. and um pretty much a whole gigantic layer of cheddar cheese baked in the oven it doesn't sound good but it was really good anyway um nicole and i are going to start the mom throwdown maybe maybe today her mother is is esther and mine was sylvia so they have comparable old-fashioned names and um, and so we're gonna we're gonna talk about the way our moms cooked and compare that. So we'll start we're starting to expand Nicole's role a little bit. Up to three o'clock today. Yeah. Oh, we're up at three today. Um, at three o'clock, Nicole's three on. At three o'clock yesterday, Stan was on. So we actually do kind of have an ensemble thing. We're gonna have a a bunch of. We're gonna we're gonna do a series coming up that I wanna, I'm gonna start working on tomorrow, and uh, it's gonna be a really fun series. So we're gonna mm -hmm. be adding a lot of things to the show, 
and it's not going to be an ensemble cast, but we're going to be sort of like anchors on the cast uh, on the show. We're the, we're the anchors. We're just you know uh, throwing it to this person and that. All right, let us take a break first and take hear some words from the sponsors of our show. And we'll be I- back. Basil's Ace Hardware has been the center for your grilling needs for over 15 years. That's when I first got my big green egg, which I use more than ever lately. Fred also has Traeger grills and Weber grills and all the accessories for them. Charcoal and pellets and propane, as well as rubs and grilling utensils. Remember, a great cookout always begins with the right hardware. Basil's Ace Hardware, 4419 Transcontinental Metairie, 888-8588. The New Orleans Ice Cream Company offers a true taste of New Orleans in every bite. This is ultra-premium ice cream whose flavors are inspired by everything we love to eat in New Orleans. Twelve specialty flavors like Café Olay and Beignets, Bananas Foster, Creole Cream Cheese, Punchatula Strawberry, Coffee and Chicory, and Chocolate City. Remember that? Don't miss the po'boy ice cream sandwich, New Orleans ice cream, at stores all around town. See all our products at NewOrleansIceCream.com. Parish Coffee is a small batch, handcrafted blend of carefully selected Central and South American beans, skillfully roasted to produce a coffee that is aromatic when you open the bag, robust when it's brewed, and very smooth and mellow when you drink it. This is a coffee that will take you through the day, a gourmet roast without the gourmet price. Pick up a bag where you shop or go to parishcoffee.com and see the full line. Parish Coffee. Hashtag wake up to parish. Tito's Ceviche and Pisco Bar is a great little place on Magazine Street serving cuisine not much seen in New Orleans. Peruvian food and pisco, the national drink of Peru, with six different kinds of ceviche made from only local seafood and pisco. You'll also find more familiar things like beef tenderloin tips and duck confit. Tito's Ceviche and Pisco Bar, 5015 Magazine Street, 267-7612. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings, and lots of things are seldom what they seem. Yes, it is true, Tom. It's very, very true. But today seems like a good day to be National Filet Mignon Day, Mm. and that's what it is. And uh, I should have let you have a steak at uh, at Pat Gallagher's because that would have been good. So you are not a filet mignon person, though, are you? As a matter of fact, you have great disdain for p- filet mignon, generally speaking. You do? No, not me. I love them, but you have great disdain for them, don't you? Uh, you, Tom, I, you. I, I, I'd go for the filet before I'd go for the uh, little you're, shade you're, back. You're specifically a strip guy. A strip guy. Always a strip guy. A strip guy is not what it may sink right away. <laughs> I don't think someone, anyone is thinking that, Tom. Let's hope not. <laughs> And uh, a person who is uh, engages in that is someone who has uh, this enthusiasm. Can we get you back each... to steak? Yeah, huh? let's get you back to steak. There's nothing weird oh, okay. about it. But okay. um, it's uh, one of the things uh, we are coming back from. Uh, from uh, you heard me mention it already. Our, our friend uh, Pat Gallagher. Pat, huh? Pat Gallagher. Pat Gallagher. Sure. Pat Gallagher and. Uh, Here's a guy who really knows how to put a steak on the table. He gets a lot of re- results from all the food he does, but uh, those fillets and other beef steaks 
this man knows uh, what he's doing. If you ever find yourself in in uh, Mandeville, uh, Covington rather, uh, and Mandeville and, and Slidell, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, go look at, at him, and you'll discover something uh, pretty impressive. It's a food show. Okay, so anyway, so you're a, you're a strip guy, but no. but you no, always like no, to dis no, fillets. No, I am not a strip guy. Now that is, not, a strip sirloin a strip gentleman, is Tom. A strip sirloin gentleman. To, you know, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> Again, in your dreams, Tom, that anyone would think that. Uh, according to dozens of websites, it is National Filet Mignon Day, and why not? Filet Mignon is far and away the most popular cut of beef sold in restaurants. In most steakhouses, over half of the steaks sold are filets. Actually, I think it's much higher than that. I think it's yeah. way higher than that. Yeah, I think I think either Keith or um, Pat told me once it was something like fifteen percent of steaks are not fillet. There are good reasons for this. A fillet is the most tender cut of the beef, and even in the lower grades, and fillets even in the more expensive places are often from lower grades of beef. It never presents any toughness properly. A filet mignon is cut from the center half of the tenderloin roast. The word translates idiomatically as thick, beautiful slice, and that's exactly what it is. Assuming that whoever cut the steak cut away all the inferior meat that surrounds a filet. Some do, some don't. It's nice to see some marbling of fat in the interior of a filet, but it's not as crucial to flavor or tenderness as it is in a strip sirloin, nor do many filets undergo aging, especially dry aging. Mm -hmm. I am here to say, Tom, yeah. again, I've said it before, but I'm going oh, to say it again. Say me again. That you only think that you like strip sirloin. That you think you like strip sirloin because it's a gourmet thing to do. But in reality, every time you get a strip, you complain about its toughness. Every time. Uh, I give you a chance to defend yourself before I continue reading. Yeah, I uh, I am one of those guys that uh, believes he can invent his own strip sirloin, a.k.a. New York steak and a few others. It's all the same thing, by the way. Okay. And uh, I uh, that's the one I've always liked the most. And I always keep doing them that way, and I'm always glad I did. But the, the one thing that you can't fake up is what comes out if you start paying attention to, for one thing, the butter that you have right there in the plate and how it kind of in, it getting absorbed by the steak itself. And then the next thing you know, you really have some great uh, uh, mellow. mellow. So you like or, so you like butter on your steak. We discussed yes. that yesterday. Mm -hmm. I don't even know why we were talking about steak yesterday. Did we go to a steakhouse? Where do we have a steak? Yesterday? And we were talking about steaks with butter for some reason yesterday. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, the quality issue of a filet, in your opinion, involves the cut, more the cut than Very the grade. True. The best filets are cut from the narrower end of the tenderloin. This requires that they cut, that they be cut a bit thicker and have what one steakhouse owner calls a beer can shape. That allows the broiler to blast the steak with a lot of heat, getting the outside charred here and there while leaving the center juicy and rare. Sometimes it's necessary to order a bigger than normal filet to get that shape, but it's worth it and you can split it. Yes, indeed. Steaks are a yummy, yummy thing. No two ways about that. 
can. We already did it too. So uh, here we go. Yeah, but I really feel a little guilty for not letting you have a filet mignon today. Tom gets his oysters Pablo and uh, it's a very big meal. And then uh, he was looking at oysters brochette on top of that. And I said, I don't think so because um, I hate to say it sounds like well, I'm not going to say it because it sounds like something my mom used to say. Your eyes are bigger than your stomach. A thick steak. This is one of your rules, Tom, number 779. A thick steak split at the table for two will always be better than two thin steaks cooked separately. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. I think, Although I, I don't I, think a steak I, is uh, – a sirloin strip is the, the food. I know. I know. But yeah. you don't like it. So – I'm I, gonna I, say, I just said I do. No, you say you like it, and then the whole time you get a steak, that's a strip. It's, this is tough. This is tough. It's tough because that's the way the steak is. It doesn't really have that much to oh, do with it, anything it has other to, than the fact that that's the way the steak is. It's it definitely chewy. does. Yeah, I agree it's with you. It's chewy by nature. It gets in there, and it, it really is not doing anything if you're cutting through and allowing the thing to kind of absorb itself well, and some do it better than others i uh have noticed that over the years but uh you can get around you just keep let it keep cooking is my approach to it and uh, you know, very hot butter but not with uh, kind of stuff inside the butter so that's got to be pushed like in garlic the, or parsley or something mm, like yeah, that right right all right, right so tom guess whose birthday it is today oh uh, wait wait i know uh this would be um, Norman, uh, I'm normal too. That is that a, is that the right? Norman no. Rockwell. No, it's not Norman Rockwell. Norman Rockwell. It's not Norman Rockwell. It is um, Don Ho's birthday. Don Ho's. Yeah, the tiny bubbles guy. Now, what do we know him from? Because everybody does know him, but I can't. Because uh, 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 his song remember. was "Tiny Bubbles." It was a very uh, popular song, a very, very popular song. He was born in 1930. Yeah. He's a Hawaiian singer. So he's his not big all hit that was "Tiny." No, I think he passed away. I'm not sure though. I don't oh yeah. Know. I'm not sure. I'll have to look that up. Anyway, listening to the song. You get the impression that he didn't actually require the finest champagne in the world for it to make him feel fine. Well, good luck uh, to that. Well, but, uh, I don't know that anyone requires the finest are... champagne in the world to, oh, to make you feel fine. You, you, you drink enough you of it. <laughs> you drink enough of anything, it, it'll it make you feel fine. There's no two ways yeah. about it. Five five six nine six nine six. I think that's probably only the second time that I've given the number, and uh, people keep saying you don't give it enough. It seems like I give it all the time, but there it is again. Five five six nine six nine six. It's also the day that Julia Child died. Which is not something that you normally put in your almanac, but considering what a heavyweight she was in the food world, you decided to recognize her at this time for that. I went to a dinner with her once. I know. I think everyone knows that story, but you can say it again. Yeah. <laughs> Do you it's want to like, say it again? Well, I, you say it as if I had never actually done it. No, you not said it before on this show. Yeah. There's, there's the show before this show. And then there's this show, Reboot. And it seems like a lot of the times we talk about things on this show, Reboot, that we just talked about on the old show. I don't know what that means. Well, it doesn't uh, sound good, though. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't sound good at all. Young as it used to be when it was not young. Anyway, that's, do you want to tell the Julia Child story, Tom? I'll let you tell it if you, if you, we've got two minutes. Uh, 
it, it was an interesting evening. It took place at the Royal Sinesta Hotel. Mm -hmm. And at that time, there was somebody staying at the Universe uh, uh, Hotel in, what, how did I? I was at the Royal Sinesta. Royal Sinesta. And uh, there were some other media people of note. And uh, their top uh, guy who wanted to get the most out of this uh, got in touch with me and said, hey, come to the dinner tonight. Uh -huh. And uh, we have, of all people, dun, da, da, da. Yeah. who was it anyway? Julia Child. Julia Child. <laughs> so we, uh, we uh, checked that out. And it was all for real. And there were about uh, 12 people there at the dinner. And the first dish that came was something called a, uh, an a oysters rockefeller souffle. So the souffle aspect of this, that's hard enough. Yes. To add to that, souffle, souffle is almost like a, a, a phloem, a phloem, a phloem. I just invented it. It's a, a new puff. Word. Yeah, Tom, a you puff, always do that. Yeah. A puff going away. And uh, anyway, so I'm sitting across the table from him. And he was eating this souffle. And I watched him. She. Or her. Excuse mm -hmm, me. She. Uh, to eat it, and she says, this is really quite good, those exact words. Uh -huh. and it's I, one of your better impressions, I have to say. And Tom. she... Uh, but that was all she liked, she, right? Uh, th that was it. To yeah, put them, that's it. Yeah. And I was, again, I tell you, I was sitting right on the other side of the uh -huh. plate. So I, I got to hear everything. Yeah. And after he gave me the oysters, I, I asked her, is this... Uh, do you, what do you think about this compared with uh -huh. the whatever it was? I don't remember. Yeah. And uh, she said, well, not quite as good. Yeah. That was I the say, only thing she liked, right? Better keep your yeah. eyes uh, focused because that's what you get in a restaurant quick uh, place. You know. <laughs> Come and get you. All right. Five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six. We'll be back after this news break. Yes, we will. In Louisiana Radio Network News, I'm Kevin Barnhart. The Saints season opener against the Tampa Bay Bucks at the Superdome on September 13th will go on without any fans in attendance. The fate of attendance for other home games is currently unknown. Team President Dennis Lawshaw says the game day production with fans in attendance is vital to maintaining dome field advantage. What announcements are made during certain times of the game, what type of music is played, it's all 100% focused on getting the fans to crescendo at the right time when we're on defense or we need to big play. The Southland Conference decides to postpone league competition for football and other fall sports to the spring semester due to COVID-19. The league is giving schools the option of playing non-conference games in the fall, but McNeese, Nichols, Southeastern Louisiana, and Northwestern State have decided to wait until the spring. Commissioner Tom Burnett says the plan is to play a conference schedule in 2021. If institutions want to compete for a conference championship and a possible uh, NCAA playoff that may occur in the spring, then, then that's when it'll occur. LRN. Are you a Louisiana small business? State Treasurer John Schroeder here. I believe small business is the backbone of Louisiana's economy. If you're struggling to stay afloat during this pandemic, the Louisiana Department of Treasury is here to help. With the Main Street Recovery Grant Program, you are not alone and you can apply for this grant for your business today. You support our workforce, Louisiana, and we support you. The Louisiana Main Street Recovery Grant Program. Support when you need it. Apply now at LouisianaMainStreet.com. This is Trace Atkins for Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation. 
You know your Louisiana Farm Bureau membership gives you access to the best insurance on the planet, but it can also save you hundreds when you buy a car. On vacation, your Louisiana Farm Bureau membership gets you discounts on hotels and rental cars, and it makes you part of a group that's 143,000 families strong. So go to LAFarmBureau.org or call your parish Farm Bureau office to become a member. The Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of Louisiana agriculture. Annadell's Plantation is a stately bed and breakfast with beautiful grounds and two gorgeous rooms upstairs. It's a great getaway. The food here is that familiar Louisiana cooking inspired by Galatoire's with reasonable prices. A welcoming and cozy dining room and very special bar make this a hidden gem. Annadell's Plantation, 71518 Chestnut Street, Covington, 985-809-7669. You make me feel so young. Yes, indeed. That's it. That's all there is to that one, Tom. Well, that's plenty a lot. Yes. That's uh, one of my favorite songs. Me too. I like it a lot. Anyway, today, Tom, your edible dictionary word is tornado. Tornado. Speaking uh, of tornado? thin steaks versus thick steaks. I'm, I'm wondering if anybody can hear me at the moment. Why? Because I can, uh, you know, it's one of those things that happens now and then. <laughs> Yes, we can hear you. Okay, good. If you can fear me, or not say fear me. I don't me, fear no. you, Tom. Oh, uh, yeah. No, I know better than that because I can think of, you know, three people alone without even getting into it of uh, you lovely ladies can show how I can be kicked into a box. Oh, in poor box. Tom. <laughs> Boo-hoo-hoo. All right, so, Tom, you started to say something about tornadoes. Tornadoes. Tornadoes, yes. Yeah. Uh, a tornado winds up being this very nice, ideal puck is the best word for it. It comes out with that certain, uh, certain uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Thickness. Hmm? Thickness. Could be. But uh, anyway, all of that was, was in there and kind of captured the kind of food that we find our way around New Orleans and then uh, turn them over to people who are getting into it and who are learning it. I or, think Ron uh, has something to say about Tornado. Oh, okay. Juan does? No, not Juan. Ron. Oh, Ron. Ron, the gourmet gourd guy? <laughs> we'll, we'll have to... Hey, that, that had well, a certain rhythm to it. Well, you know what? He could it, actually be that because he's the gourmet waiter. He's the gourmet um, web designer. He's the gourmet prom date. So he could be the gourmet... What did you just say, Tom? Gurgaw? The, uh, I'm not sure I'll ever be able to do it again. <laughs> the, 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 oh, wait, wait. Here it comes. Uh, the, the, the feet guy and the... No, the Let's no, go, Ron. Like what that. you got for us today? Oh, it's not Ron. It's Gregory. Oh, it's Gregory. Well, we're in just as good a shape with that. Hi, I Gregory. Think- <laughs> I can't believe I... I was... I was boy, Ron. That's a... Oh, boy. Holy mackerel. Oh, I mean, what I, can we say? Not that I eat much like mackerel. But no, Ron's a great guy. I do like when he calls in, but, you know. Look, I have we're going to quit talking about Ron. Everyone stop talking about Ron. Go ahead, Greg. I like him. I like him. And anyway, <gasps> I can't believe you brought up Julia Child, and it was the day she died today. And it was a sad thing. Um, Tom, you got to have dinner with her. I, I was in a room with, like, 60 people. Couldn't even get near her at the, uh, uh, when was this, 1996, I want to say. Say it was, and we were at restaurant August, and it was like six oh, people yeah? dinner. Yo, yeah. Oh, she loved John Beck. She even had him on her program, mm-hmm. one of her last series. You know, 
Julia Cooking. Mm-hmm. It was called Julia Cooking with Great Chefs. And uh, she had Emerald on there. She had Paul Prudhomme on there. Um, so it was really good that New Orleans was represented. And every dish she had in that high pitch, oh, this was a dish, delicious dish. <laughs> so she really liked what John Besh was putting out that night. Obviously, I did too. So uh, it's it's wonderful. That's some that great you food. Up. There's no two ways about that. Well, she made a lot of American foodies, and you cannot deny that. Uh, she's yep. incredible. Um, That's right. Uh, looking at her old videos sometimes, I did. My parents thought I was weird in summertime. <laughs> I would watch Julia Child and the Galloping Gourmet on PBS in the middle of the afternoon. They thought I was yep. nuts. The oldest of the food lines. <laughs> the Galloping <laughs> Gourmet, for sure. Yeah. Galloping mm-hmm. Gourmet, yeah. And uh, they thought I was cuckoo. But I said, I just like food. <laughs> I like food. Maybe I should have been another Tom Fitzmaurice. But wonderful lady, very gracious. Tom, did you actually get to meet her and shake her hand or even talk to her? Or, and I yeah, you were sitting right across to. from her, weren't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It was quite an wow. exciting thing. Why do you think he keeps telling the story? Sure. I suppose. Uh, no, I've actually heard the story over the years. Oh, over the millennia, oh. I would like to say. <laughs> Hello? Yeah. No, he, yeah, he did. I mean, um, he the the um, the uh, thing about her is that I mean, as as well as Tom Fitzmorris, she really brought food to the um, kitchens to make people not be afraid to cook. You know what I mean? And Tom, we'll you did fix the same that. thing. Agreed. Agreed. Mm-hmm. That's true. And I'm very humbled whenever I get to talk to you both. Um, because uh, no, 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 it's a it's a it, it's a very important thing, and and uh, and. Uh, the city of New Orleans, which is the capital of great eating, in my opinion. And I've, in Tom's like opinion, guys, too, for sure. We've been it's all over the world, stuff. you guys, and uh, I always want to come home. There's there's nothing like barbecue shrimp or a good plate of jambalaya or, or a seafood boil, and, and nobody does it better than we do. I and agree. Julia Child appreciated that. She really did love the barbecue shrimp at August. I mean, she was like, that's when she really went, whoo! This is a delicious dish. <laughs> it is a delicious dish. I know. I, mean, I know. I thought it, you would appreciate that. And I, it's, I didn't even get to meet her. It was such a press mob. There was like 50 or 60 people at different tables, you know. But yeah. um, John Besh put on a good spiel that day and uh, that evening. He always matter, does. And, uh, he always does. He always does. He's a good guy, just like your show. Good people make good shows. And Tom Fitzmaurice Aww. has made us happy all these years. All right. Thank you. So long, kids. Bye. Take care. Bye. Thank you for dropping in. You're always welcome here. You know, I'm sure you do. 5569696 is the number. (laughs) All right, let's go back to the phones. Back to the phones somewhere. We actually have some people on the. Let's get it going. Let's find who it is. Macquarie? Hey, good afternoon. Ron, the gourmet waiter. The food show. Oh, wait, wait. It's John. Ron. Ron, Ron, the the gourmet gourmet waiter. waiter. The creative. How are you all doing? And then then you fret it. No, that's not good. Oh, Ron, we're just doing. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm staring at one of my favorite cookbooks. It's Julia Child, Volume 2, Mastering the Art of French Cooking. Well, that's a good one. Yeah, what was in it? Oh, it's a it's a pretty it's a pretty big cookbook. Uh, there looks to be, gosh, uh, five hundred and twenty-seven pages, I think. Oh my goodness! Wow. No, wait, mm. three. Yeah, five. Yeah, it's like five hundred and fifty pages. 
How many cookbooks do you have, Ron? How many do you have? Cookbooks. How many cookbooks? Yeah. Oh, I'd probably say about. I've got the, I've got a similar number of cookbooks that you've got on that shelf in the kitchen. Okay. My guess is 181. Yeah, I know that was your guess. It's close, but it's not right. But um, so that's your total. All right, we have them. That's the one in the kitchen. We have a bunch of them in Tom's office too. So it's not the sum total of cookbooks in the house. But sure. It's anyway. Uh, it's speaking of uh, speaking of Mexican food. Um, this uh, this flower that I was telling you all that I love so much, it's called White Wings. Okay. Is white the name of it. Wings? Nope. White Wings. Wings. White Wings? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, no, uh, that sounds promising. San Antonio, Texas. Show me, show me how high you can go. Okay. So basically, it, it's flour tortilla mix is what it is. Mm-hmm. But I, I use I it see. as an all-purpose, okay? And the reason why I do that is because I don't have to add any yeast. I've got some friends coming over tonight, so I'm going to make Mexican. I'm going to make tortillas, and I'm going to make enchiladas. And I'm going to do both of these with that flour, with no yeast, which means my dough will be ready in probably 10, 15 minutes tops. I also do use it as a pizza crust. Um, What I'll do is I'll put some flour in a bowl. I'll add some warm water, some salt, and a little bit of olive oil, and I'll mix that around. And when you get close to what you think is pizza dough consistency, just make your pizzas. Put them in the oven, and nobody will ever know that you didn't use yeast because it's a dynamite, uh, it's a dynamite pizza uh, recipe. I uh, I love pizza on tortillas. I think those are actually really really good. Um, so so you like this better than the double O that you talk about? Uh, they're they're both the same. If I'm doing and I'm in a channel. Um, Dan, the gourmet cellist, mm-hmm. uh, on this one. In other words, give him credit. If I'm going to do something like homemade pasta, which I will do at home, I'm going to use double O instead of this. Mm-hmm. But if I'm doing tortillas, uh, you know, and anything else, um, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and just use this. Mm-hmm. But it, it's just, it's just like I said. I mean, y'all were talking a minute ago. Uh, about people need to stop being afraid to cook and you just need to expand your horizons. And we talked about that a while back, Marianne, you and I did. And one of the things that I put on my list is getting to know flour because you can do so much with it. Well, well, there we are. I need to stop knowing flour because I'm trying to get rid of all of my COVID weight now. So I'm going to let you experiment with flour, and I'm going to watch from the sidelines. Anyway, just wanted to let you know that uh, I love hearing from all of the men uh, that have called in. Uh, at this point, there's five or six of us, including Henry, and somebody made a uh, comment that we're all going to meet out for beers one night, and I'm going to make that happen. I'm going to let Henry uh, put that together for us, but we're going to find out when Henry's got some time off, and we're going to meet out for beers, and we're going to send you a picture of it. That way, you all and, right, uh, that and sounds Tom good. Can, can see all of us uh, enjoying our our libation. The club, okay. Anyway, great yeah. show as always. Thank you. All right, take care. Bye bye. That was Ron the Gourmet. What did you call him, Tom? You called him something unusual. I did. Yeah, so he, he's he's a lot of things, but you oh. made up something just now. I mean, you didn't mean to, but you did. It was it was fun. We need to we need to remember what it was. I'll have to get it off the podcast. Well, it's his first time around doing something like this, so uh, we're working up to it. Yeah.
556-9696 is the number. We have Nicole Dorignac coming up at 3 o'clock to tell us what's back on the shelves, what's off the shelves, and a whole bunch of other stuff. We're going to expand her role here on the show. And uh, it's she's she's the grocery goddess, but um, but but we're going to we're going to use her for more than that. 5569696 is the number before Ron called or Gregory called. We were talking about Turnado, Tom. And according to your almanac, a turnado is a steak cut from the narrow end of the tenderloin roast next That's to right. the part from yep. which the filet mignon comes. Because the circumference is smaller, the turnado is cut thicker, sometimes so thick that it's then cut again into two or even three thinner steaks or butterflied. Many restaurants take advantage of this by serving different sauces on each of the resulting demi-steaks. A good case could be made that the trinado is even tenderer than filet mignon. The word seems to be derived from the French expression behind the back with several interpretations. Mm. That it's in the back of the filet, that it's sneaked out the back of the meat market, or that it's so beautiful and good that it must be served only on the slide to keep everyone from wanting it. The word is spelled the same for singular and plural, although the erroneous tornado, or worse, tornados, often appears on menus. Yes, uh, This sounds like a, a, a nice conversation without even trying real hard. Uh, you're going to come to our after program. Uh, well, heck, you run it. Uh, <laughs> What's hey, that? <laughs> well, you know, uh, running the. Is there something happening after the show that I need to know yeah. about, Tom? Yeah, 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 yeah oh, sure. Okay. And uh, you, you're a whole lot more uh, modified in knowing which direction you're oh, flying I uh, than I am. So, uh, okay. if I could uh, persuade you to do that. You got it. Yeah. Okay. Five five six Great. nine six nine six is the number. If you would like to talk to us, please give us a call. We're talking food. Yeah. That's all we do. Yeah, and uh, really, uh, even if you have something you consider as being kind of a silly question or something stupid or whatever it we is, we love it because it's forget silly. Forget it. Just pick up the piece of paper, throw it in the trash, and turn the thing on and talk to us because we're going to give you more deliciousness. And than, we're going to be sillier even. And in our own special way too. Yes. Let's not forget about five, that. 5569696. We'll be back after these messages. If you haven't been to the Brick Oven Cafe in Kenner, you're overdue. This is not northern Italian gourmet food. It's a basic, soul-satisfying pasta with red sauce and cheese bubbling over. New York-style pizza with a perfect crust and the toppings you love. It has a fresh update and a new wine list with some exciting wines. Go have a heartwarming Italian meal with a delicious red wine. You deserve it. The Brick Oven Cafe, Williams Boulevard at Veterans Highway, 466-2097. Chef Ron's Gumbo Stop is a great little place on Causeway right by the interstate. With a neighborhood feel to it, you'll find some delicious gumbo here. Chicken andouille gumbo, seafood gumbo, and the house specialty mumbo gumbo, which is a combination of both. Great fried chicken poor boys, and other local specialties. Ron says, I cook it like your mama would, and he does. 11 to 9 every day but Sunday and Monday, 2309 North Causeway, 835-2022. 
Have you ever eaten something new and wondered where it had been all your life? We thought that about Double D Sausage after having it at a friend's house. But restaurants all over town serve it in their gumbo, red beans, and jambalaya. It's made right in Bogalusa, and the company is in its third generation. Double D Sausage is a light smoke pure pork sausage with notes of sage and other spices. Try the regular mild and hot and new flavors like the Cajun variety and jalapeno and cheddar. Double D Sausage in stores all over town. I get misty just holding your hand. Yes, indeed. Let's go to Michelle. Hi, Michelle. Michelle or nope. Michelle? Michelle. Michelle. Hello we'll there. Find this on hey. The Michelle. I am so glad I found out where y'all were. Oh, my gosh. I was the dog. Did I'm you just did you just off. find out? Yes. Oh my goodness. Of course, I've been, I've been kind of out of it like but how did so you I find out? I finally just went to your website because oh. <laughs> I was like, okay, where are they and when are they coming back? And I'm over there for them. Okay. Well I'm glad you finally did that. Um so I wanted to tell you about something that I have gotten from Costco. It's a prime sirloin meat. And I know that Tom loves sirloin because the flavor is so good. But this prime sirloin, and it's very reasonably priced, tastes like a sirloin steak with the tenderness of a filet. Okay, that's good. I think Costco it's has good awesome. meats. It's awesome. And it's less than $10 a pound. Oh, wow. Huh. Yes. And like, what's it called it's, again? It's Prime Salon Day. Okay. okay. All right. That's good to know. Both of you. Both of you could be happy, and it makes great shish kebabs. Um, oh, my goodness. It's terrific. Good. Okay. Have you ever had the corned beef? No. Yeah, that's good, too. I mean, I don't, I, don't, I don't shop at Costco. I don't get a lot of things from Costco, but I've been to places and people's homes where, it, you know, the meat did come from Costco, and it was good. I mean, the, the corned beef is great. So uh, that's something to try. That's a good idea. Thank you very much. Because Tom actually doesn't really like the toughness of sirloin strips. So maybe we could give him this and he would like that because it's tender. I like it. That would be great to find. It's got great flavor. Okay, good. Good. What else do you have from if, you, if you've been missing us for four or five months because we've been off the air for five months, from the old place, we started, this is our fourth month. Uh, we're completing our fourth month here um, on, on this station. So um, you must have a lot bottled up if you've been missing the show. Anything else to report? Well, I really like your idea of us talking about recipes from our mother. Because I grew up in New Orleans and my grandmother was French. And my grandfather was German. And my, and there's so much influence from Italians in my family too. 
that I had this amazing, um, amazing meals that were just, I'm thinking mom, mama made a chicken with red gravy, she called it, and a hen, but she called it mother chicken, but it was in a red gravy. So is that chicken cacciatore that I've been Well, eating? no, but I think you could be talking about what my mom used to call stewed chicken. Tom, what is stewed chicken? Stewed chicken is when you yeah. take pieces of chicken and put them in the pot that you were uh, doing all the other ingredients in. So it it's something that is very soft and it flushes back it's braised. and forth. It's like braised. It's braised yes. is another way of okay, putting but, it. Okay, but is stewed chicken always... Tomatoey? No, right? Because it's also brown. Can it be brown and red? Oh, sure. Anything okay. can be made brown. Okay. Cajun, Cajun is the brown gravy, stewed chicken Cajun style, is, you know, from Lafayette. And that's got the brown gravy. In New Orleans, we always made the red gravy. Yeah, my mom used to do stewed chicken in a red gravy. And it had to be a hen because they cooked it so long, a regular chicken would just, like, disintegrate. Now, see, I didn't know why she did the hen, but I know she was very particular, as she used to like to say, about a hen. It's because you could cook it forever and not okay, worry about it. it falling apart yeah. and disintegrating. <laughs> so I guess that's the origin of talking about a woman as a tough old bird. <laughs> and, you know, that's the, the other reason I called is because Y'all were talking about something a little while ago, and I just started cracking up laughing. And I just, you know what? We all need to have a good laugh every once in a while, especially right now. That's and what I'm I saying. I had to call Marianne and Tom and say, thank you for making me laugh. Thank you for saying that, because this show from the very beginning, uh, when we went on the air, we, you know, it was in the middle of COVID and we made a decision right then that the, that was not going to be part of the show because the show is two hours a day away from where, what you can get everywhere else. And, right. and I know when we talked to the people at the last station and we were among the first to go as non-essential, I said, you know what? You got it wrong. We're like the only really essential people because we are going to do something other than what everyone else is doing, which is the same old depressing news. This is a respite. Check your cares at the door and just have a little bit of fun for just two hours. Mm -hmm. Come on. Why you know? not? So, uh, so thank you, know, you for I mean, saying that. I've had a lot of people, not a lot, I've had occasional uh, person saying, well, why don't you talk about COVID more? Because everyone else is talking about COVID. That's why. It's no one show. Oh, and Tom, Tom's saying, okay, and enough of that. Enough of that. <laughs> now let's get Thanks on. Thanks for with calling, it. Michelle, and I'm really uh, glad you found us. Please tell your friends because we need to spread the word. I can't believe some people still don't know. Right. Well, we enjoy it, too. You're wide open. You don't have to feel like you're somebody who isn't connected with another person. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. The phone I number... I think we have another call. Do we have another oh, call? well, let's talk to him. Yeah, Steve. Let's go Steve. to Steve. Steve. You know, I'm not sure if I've ever told you all this story, but I dated Julia Childs back in the late 40s, early 50s. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah, I got me, too. For about a year and a half, two years, something like yeah. that. Yeah, 
Uh-huh. Um, I don't see but, the two of you together. That seems like an unlikely match. It was. That's why it didn't work. Yeah. yeah. I told her I'd had enough of that gourmet crap. Yeah, and, you know, for sure. Yeah. And went on, moved on. Yeah. Um, but anyway, what I really did want to tell you is NPR this morning had a thing about these uh, comfort food restaurants, and they talked about a few of them in, in different cities that are just killing it right now. Uh, they're, they're opening like second and third places, and it's inexpensive comfort food that people can just come in and pick up and uh, there's so many restaurants going out of business right now. Do we have anything doing happening like that around here? Are you talking about the North Shore? Well, even in New Orleans itself, that are just like We're I said, pretty so steady. Many these going days. out of business. These are like, you know, so busy they're having to open more stores yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you who's really, really busy: um, New Orleans Food and Spirits. New Orleans okay. Food and Spirits is crazy busy uh, on the that South Shore like in particular, kind of not the North Shore about. so much. Wait, what? Yeah. That sounds like the kind of place I'm kind of talking about. It's not yeah. gourmet. It's not real yeah. expensive. Right. It's just right. good exactly. comfort food well, you at know a reasonable what? price. Um, I, think that, uh, I think that this is a time for comfort for sure. And places, there are places like that all over the place. I mean, there's a lot of comfort food places out there. Yeah. Up in Covington, I was just there's wondering anybody that you knew that was just doing a land office business or whatever, you know. Well, I think that you know it's funny you you talk to people and it's we talk to a lot of people about business, right? Uh, and it's fascinating to hear uh, the different stories. Some people are actually doing better than they were, mainly because they don't have the employee overhead that they did. Yeah. And, that makes sense. Um, yeah, and so, but yes, I think that comfort food, I mean, obviously, this is the time to sell comfort food because people are looking for comfort, you know? Yeah, and people aren't looking to go out and spend $70, $80 per person on a meal, you know, t yeah. times are tough. Yeah, did you hear Did you hear that girl from Palm and Pine on the other day? She was yes, on I did. Road. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to go have that $10 plate lunch. I mean, that's a great idea. And I just have yeah. been fascinated to hear how people have adapted. And that's a great adaptation. And I think the people who adapt well to whatever's thrown at them will do well and the others will not, you know. And that's just, yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of a standard in life in general, you know. And we may be like on a new precipice here of, you know, the way things go. I mean, things change always. Yes, and you we know, absolutely even, are. Anyway, but this is not a COVID show. We just said that, Steve. No, no. no we're just saying things, times change. You know, even Tom eats to-go stuff now, you know? Yes, he does. Tom eats whatever I tell him to, essentially. You do? He's well-trained. Gosh, I'm My brother called me and he goes, you know, I, I was listening to the show, and I have to tell you, I love the show, but not so much about the food. It's like my wife and I. It's like I can't decide <laughs> if it's a comedy show or if it's a food show, but every married Both. couple out there is probably thinking the same thing, you know? Yeah. Hey, I think we're getting kicked off the air. No, we're not. I'm what? watching the clock. We're not going what was, anywhere. What I'm, was that I'm radio show that the Bickersons? Yeah. <laughs> You remember that show? Yeah. People used to say that, but I don't know the Bickerson show. But then I was, 
You know, when we were back at the old place, someone called up and said we were George and Gracie. So that was a compliment, even though I don't dig that old fashioned stuff. Uh, I know no, that, that was either. a really big thing at the time. I think, I think the radio from 60 years ago needs to stay there. Is, is what? Needs to stay there. Yeah, well, a lot of things. A lot of things from 50 or 60 years ago need to stay around. Mostly yeah. fashions from 50 years ago. The 60s oh, fashions Lord. are glamorous. All right, Steve, yeah. now you have to go. Okay, later. Take care. Bye-bye. Five five six nine six nine six. After the top of the hour, we have the grocery goddess coming in to talk about groceries. The grocery goddess? The grocery goddess, Nicole Dorignac, will be with us. You've been talking to her every week. We'll be back at the top after the top of the hour news from the Louisiana Radio Network. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. President Trump says a peace agreement has been agreed upon by Israel and the United Arab Emirates. On Twitter, the president calling the agreement between two great friends a huge breakthrough. Just a few moments ago, I hosted a very special call with two friends, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu of Israel and Crown Prince Mohammed bin Zayed of the United Arab Emirates, where they agreed to finalize a historical peace agreement. Unemployment claims fell to less than a million last week for the first time since the pandemic hit the United States in March. Eric Trump, the president's son, saying the economy is turning around. Well, let's say if you look at the last three months, right, look at the last three months, 9.3 million Americans went back to work. That number much lower than analysts had predicted. You're listening to USA Radio News. Are you ready for what's next? It's likely coming. More food shortages, power outages, grocery stores closed, social unrest. Ask yourself, do you have enough food and supplies on hand to last at least 30 days? Most Americans do not, but you can. Avoid the panic of the last-minute rush. Order your four-week supply of emergency food today from MyPatriotSupply.com. Starvation or dependency on the government are your only alternatives. Avoid those and the pain of being unprepared. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now. Build your emergency food supply with meals that last up to 25 years in storage, shipped discreetly to your door. Folks that know what's coming are using today to prepare. There's time for you to do the same. That's MyPatriotSupply.com, the original Patriot Preparedness Company. MyPatriotSupply.com Presumptive Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden says Americans should mask up when they're going outside their homes. Every single American should be wearing a mask when they're outside for the next three months at a minimum. Every governor should mandate. Every governor should mandate. Fueled by drought conditions, wildfires are continuing to burn across the western United States. Fires are continuing to burn in Arizona, Colorado, and California. Darrell Osby is a firefighter in Southern California. He says they're doing what they can to control the fires. We have a low in the fire because of the cloud cover, um, but we're concerned that once this cloud cover goes away, they're going to see a lot of active fire activity, especially um, uh, tomorrow into the weekend. So we're going to do all that we can today to try to do the best we can to contain this fire. You're listening to USA Radio News. Working from home? I'm Chad Dodd, veterinarian and consultant to Limp Bells. Here are some tips for keeping your dog fit while staying at home. 
Find 15 minutes twice a day and walk your pet at a decent pace around your place. Play hide-and-seek by hiding some kibble or favorite toys and letting your dog find them. If you have stairs and your dog is mobile, walk up and down twice a day for 5 to 10 minutes. Or better yet, try a power walk on your terrace or backyard for some fresh air. There are more helpful pet care tips at youmove.com, spelled Y-U-Move.com. Federal agents in Bend, Oregon, clashed with hundreds of protesters late Wednesday night after an hour-long standoff sparked by the arrest of two men by ICE who say they were a threat to the public. Ben's episode, which is a three-hour drive from Portland, was the latest in tensions among protesters, local police, and federal agents. I've never been so disgusted by my government and so proud of my community. That's what Deschutes County District Attorney John Hummel said, to which former ICE Acting Director Tom Holman replied, Join me, BJ Rust, every Saturday morning from 11 a.m. to noon for the Something to Say radio show right here on WGSO 990 a.m. New Orleans, Louisiana. Tonight, early morning temperatures around the upper 70s. Possible isolated shower thunderstorm for the morning Thursday. Likely a round or two of thunderstorms for the midday and afternoon hours. And some of the storms could bring heavy rains. The highest temperatures tomorrow go to the lower 90s. Friday, isolated storms followed by likely round or two of the thunderstorms and showers. Some heavy for the afternoon. Clouding is over and taking down the heat from an otherwise afternoon high of about low 90s. Less rain chance, more heat Sunday. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. CDC is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of a novel or new coronavirus. There are steps you can take now to get ready if an outbreak occurs in your community. Make a household plan. Older adults and people with chronic medical conditions are at greater risk. Take extra steps to protect them. Think about what you will do if there are changes to... I don't know. Are there more than are there others? Well, sometimes there have been. Mm. Anyway, it's great to be here. Well, this is the food show. This is the original food show. The original food show. Been around for 32 years. Imagine. Yes, your food show, Tom. Good agreeable. Yes. All right, we have Nicole Dorignac waiting on the line. But first, I want to tell you quickly about a wonderful little place in Metairie, which is a new sponsor of the show called Norjo's. Norjo's has been around with us for a long time, back in the day when Norma and Joe had it. But a, a new, very entrepreneurial guy named Mark has the shop now. It's a little bit different, but the basics are still there. They import really interesting things that you can't find anyplace else. They have great cheeses. They have really unique meats. They have bacalao, uh, all kinds of Italian specialties. They also have the best muffalata on the South Shore and a new sandwich that's even hotter than the muffalata called Lindy's. We have a friend whose daughter works in the area and she said, you know, I, I found this darn little shop, but I'm going over there every single day because the food is so good. So that's, that's something to remember. Someone sent us a text saying, you know, I'm glad that you have Norjo's on because I'd forgotten how good it was. I'm going to go back. You should too. 505 Frisco Avenue in Metairie. They close at 6. It's Norjo. They're uh, 505 Frisco Avenue, 833-9240. Let's go to someone else now who has a lot of cool stuff in her store, but it's a little bit bigger. Hmm. The grocery goddess, Nicole Dorignac. Hello, my dear. 
Hello. How are y'all doing today? We're, we're having a, a very interesting uh, day today. It's raining like crazy in some spots, but we'll get through it, and it, our, our faces will look uh, happy. Smiley. I, I, I'd expect that. Smiley, yes. Nicole, is it raining right. over there? It, well, I'm actually back on the North Shore. It was fine when oh. I um, left. So. Mm. Oh, okay. But, uh, yeah. Well, it's so it's anyway. definitely How pouring over today? here. It, yeah, it's kind of dark and gloomy over here today. It is. It really is. All right. So how, well, first of all, it was your husband's birthday yesterday. So how was Sal and Judy's? It was great. It was really good. And actually I thought about Tom because we had the um, oysters. I'm going to say it wrong. Uh, Aren't those good though? Yeah. Have you had the, the little baked oyster appetizer with the Italian sausage and the mushrooms? Yeah, it was really good. And I hear y'all talking about how Tom liked baked oysters and oyster stuff. So it was really, really That's good. That's what I had for lunch today. You can be sure he's had it. Great yes. Mind. Great mind. Yes. Mm -hmm. life. <laughs> yep. That's right. That's right. So what else did you get there? Just real quick, a little restaurant report from you. Okay. So I had the spadini, which is the rolled pork. Oh, Tom loves that. Oh, so good. Panini? And, no, um, spadini, Tom. Spadini. Spadini. Yeah, yeah, Spadine, over, yeah um, I probably said it with my little New Orleans twang. Uh, yeah, she was then, at Sal and Judy's last night. Uh -huh. We had the seafood cannelloni, we, which was good as usual. We had, what else did we have appetizer-wise? Oh, calamari, of course. And we had one other one. What was the other appetizer we had? Oh, the crab claws. In the cream oh, I was just about to say, I love the crab claws. Uh, I ate so much that I could <laughs> They also, it. Nicole, they have a big stuffed artichoke. Would they have that as a special? The, the, the stuffed aspect of it that. is what grabs people. Wait, what? They did not have it. Oh, have you had theirs? Have you had the I, one they serve there? I have not. Now that I know about uh, it, I will have it. <laughs> uh, they have it as a special, it. and it takes up an entire plate. It's it's massive, and it's really oh, wow. good. Yeah, I'll be yeah. honest. Um, we just kind of started going there on a regular basis because we were, well, being getting to the mom cooking thing. Being my mom was Italian, I always usually cook my own. But they are really good. And we used to always do like Tony Angelo's and stuff like that. So, Sal and Judy's is definitely going to become a regular stop for us when we're looking for something to eat. So, I thought I you were a, a long-time regular there because you've been around for a while on the North Shore and they've been around for a really long time on the North Shore. I thought that was, you know, well, now that Impostato Cellars is open, I wonder how much business they took from Sal and Judy's. They are not the same restaurant at all. No. But there's enough yeah, similarity where I could see. What? It's, well, they're, it's cousins, brothers, what, you know. No, yeah, I know, I, know the, I know that, but what I'm saying yeah. is they're, they're similar enough where a person might want to just stay, you know, a person that was going to Sal and Judy's might want to just stay closer and go there because they are similar enough, but they are also right. very different. Correct. That like is, I personally like the, like the vibe at Impostato's Cellars better. It's a little more modern. It is, it, yeah. you know, and it has the glass windows. It's a little, you know, it has a, it does have a different decor to it, but I love, um, I just, you know, we we'll, we do Joe and Fallon Judy's. We get, we carry a lot of their products. Yes. Uh -huh. So it's also a, 
you know, business support, yes. local business kind right. of thing. Mm-hmm. Not that I have anything against the sellers because I know they're great, great restaurateurs as well. And we have eaten there before, but I like to keep everything close, you know, close to home. Yeah, and- well, Sal and Judy's is the source of where all of a lot of their things that go to all the other restaurants comes from as well. So, Correct. you know, it's, it's a family affair. So, you know, one makes the pasta, the other one makes the sauce and they trade it off. So absolutely. Yep. It's very that simple. is true. That's true. But we do all right, enjoy it. So what big news do you have for us today? Okay, so the big news today is, let's see, on the cereal, we have um, blueberry and strawberry mini wheats are out right now. Paper, like the paper products, how people were scrambling for toilet paper and paper towels. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Paper towels sales are still really high. People are still buying a lot of paper towels, so production's been slower. However, the toilet paper is becoming more normal. Oh, good. So that's that's a good thing. And then, but we are still having things on allocation. And for those who don't understand what allocation means, allocation means each store only gets a certain amount and it's Mm -hmm. dependent on the production. And the reason paper towels and some items are being allocated now that wouldn't have normally been is because production's based on the year prior sales. So because mm-hmm. this year we had this crazy, like, holiday shopping in the spring, not the, uh-huh. not the end of the year, that is part of what slowed production with the pandemic. Because the oh, production went up, laborers went down due to unemployment vacation or the dreaded sickness. And uh-huh. so that's been part of it. So more things are being allocated. So when you see them come on the shelf, like I always say every week, go ahead and grab it. Like the Clorox cleanup, I went with today, that was all gone. The little bit that was there. <laughs> that's, that's why I said, it. when I see it, I it grab it. Gone. That's it. I don't grab it more than, gone. I want everybody to know, I don't grab more than one, but I do and grab she, one. I and, was an eyewitness that she wasn't only one. So, yes. um, mm-hmm. and then I found out something about the dry beans. All right, so a lot of the dry beans, Reese Food, which is a big manufacturer, it will be limited because the bean crops, were hindered somehow this year probably like a lot of times you know in produce like there will be a drought or something so aside from covid and panic buying we had some crop harvesting issues in the bean world well now i could see the harvesting because you have trouble getting people around you know there's not a the the people were kind of staying inside so i could see the harvesting but you're talking about agriculturally yeah yeah agriculturally yeah like so there must, I didn't get the exact reason why. All right, my dog is tearing up a book. Hello. Um, <laughs> Mine's panting. Jackson, and- <laughs> Jackson, who was named for the first store street, he may go meet all his predecessors if he doesn't quit tearing up my book. Okay, I'm sorry about that, y'all. <laughs> oh, <laughs> dogs. I had to go get mine off the street during a break. Oh. Oh my goodness! Well, you—I told you my Italian pasta story. This dog ate three pounds yes. of Italian pasta yes. the other day. Awesome yes. owner. Oh, yes. He likes Italian food, so. Well, you anyway. know what? They're doggies. We love them. Yes, we do. That's why he's still around. Um, so, and then another thing I found out. Okay, so with all the allocations and all of those issues, people will see a reduction in ads. Like normally, would have all stores. 
shops would have, would have different sales on stuff. So if people are seeing less sales, it's not because the stores are being greedy. Yeah. It's because we're not getting enough of the product to do the sales. Uh, so the manufacturers are limiting that. So that was kind of I an see. interesting thing I learned uh, this mm -hmm. week. And okay. Allocation, the new word for the day. Allocation is that's right. All right. You have to stop for a second. Nope. We're gonna go on to we're gonna go on to the next phase of what you have to say, but we have to take a break. Okay. It's a hard yes, break, so we'll be right back after these messages with Nicole Dorignac, the grocery goddess who wants to talk to you and has swag bags to give away. So if you have something to say to her, she would love to take the call. Five five six nine six nine six. We'll be back. I remember the day when someone at the radio station brought me a bottle of Cousin's salad dressing. It was made by a young couple in small batches, and it was delicious. I was proud to have them sponsor my show just as I am now, but the line has expanded since then to include an olive oil, an herb vinaigrette, fresh salsa, and blue cheese, as well as an original Creole tomato, a delicious dressing that also makes a great quick dip. Cousin's Salad Dressings, in the produce section at your favorite store, CousinsProducts.com. This is Lenny Minutello, chef-owner of the Happy Italian Pizzeria in Harahan, home of the original meat sauce pizza and sesame-crusted muffalata calzone. The Happy Italian is serving our new full menu. Dine-in seating is limited. Takeout and curbside is available. Catering is available any day. Happy Italian Pizzeria in Harahan, open 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Friday, Saturday, and Monday for lunch and dinner. Sundays, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. for lunch. Find us at happyitalian.com for info and online orders. Like us on Facebook and love us on your taste buds. I've loved the Maple Street Cafe from the first time I walked into the place. Jamil Kutob turns out well-executed dishes that hint of the Mediterranean, but with a real New Orleans spirit. The grilled fish here is particularly excellent, but I have never had anything I didn't love. Call 314-9003 for their daily specials, which are exceptionally good and an exceptional value. Maple Street Cafe, 7623 Maple Street, Uptown. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, madame, with you. Uh, you got to love that voice. That's Tom. Tom here at the Food Show, 32 years running. We are here. I'm Marianne, by the way, the wife, with Nicole Dorignac. And she is our grocery goddess who visits from the Mount every week and tells us what we can expect on the store shelves and what we can expect to not find on the store shelves and hopefully why those things are what they are. All right. So... We learned our new word, allocation. What else do you have? Okay. So allocation. Never like that. Is the, <laughs> all right. On the local front, camellia beans. It looks like everything's coming back good with all the camellia beans. And for the local rice lovers, purple rice from the LSU Agriculture Center is coming back. That the LSU has an agriculture. I'm sure y'all know that. They do a rice. So we carried that purple no. rice. So we have that back. And then Prairie Ronde, which was the rice I was trying to recall that I brought in for somebody the other day mm -hmm. when we were talking, that is back. Cream rice and Cajun country. So all those rices are coming back in. So that's good. Why were they, why was it is a production thing or that was an um, agriculture thing too? I, I believe it was production. I do believe it was production. Okay. Because so, All right. So. 
let's talk about your circle, your okay. to-go oh. section of your restaurant okay. circle. All right. Um, well, we carry items that restaurants can do for us that are basically no meat products. We can have a little seafood. Um, so we're carrying uh, the Cafe Min, uh, Foz, we have the mushroom and vegetable, which are both very, very good if anyone hasn't had them. And they're little, they're lemongrass catfish. And then we have Tony Mandina's turtle soup, which is made with real turtle meat. So it's yep. amazing. We cannot keep that in the surf. The fa, everything we put in there, we can't keep in there. I'm not going to lie. And then we also just did a seafood man, a seafood manicotti from Tony Mandina's. Um, so we have two items from them. And then Anthony Montabano, uh, two Tonys. We have his marinated hearts of artichoke that if you ever get those little ones in the glass jar that taste yeah. like they're marinated in water, don't get those anymore. Get the fresh <laughs> stuff. They're a little more expensive. The, the container's a little bigger, but they are so good. I eat them on salad with yeah. steak by themselves. Yeah. So good. And then marinated artichokes really hard to to pass up. They and good ones. I mean, they are yeah. so good. I eat like are these the ones with the food. stems? Like, because you know when when there's a stem on an artichoke. No. Okay. No. Okay. No, it's the quartered heart, and it's marinated in like red wine vinegar, spices, mm -hmm. garlic, all fresh. Uh -huh. And whoever people who don't know about Anthony's place, he um he started when he was young. And he makes all of his dressings, everything by hand. Mm. Uh, he, he makes everything fresh. So, and he's cute too. So, well, <laughs> no, I mean, like, I mean, he's a cute person. He's, he's a very a cute person. Guy. He is a yeah. very, very nice guy. He's, he's he lovely. And um, yes. we also have some Dookie Chase items. We have. Uh, we just got a shipment of their mixed shipment. I don't know if it's a shipment. It's an order of mixed greens, stewed okra, and they do their corn pudding for us. And then um, who else? Am I missing anybody? I think that's No, what is it about? Okay, so everyone is into that because it's a way, I mean, no offense, but you, you have grocery, groceries have really stepped up the game over the last, I'd say, 10 to 15 years with grab and go or to go and all that. But it's still not a fine dining establishment, yeah. you know? Right. So right. now that... Now that COVID is here and people are um, wanting to get the, the gourmet stuff that they can cook at home or don't want to cook at home, or it's really exotic as in the case of Cafe Min, they can go to the supermarket and get all of these things. And so you said that, that you have just a limited selection of people that have been pretty much, you know, carefully screened of the restaurants that you want to be in there but yeah. what is it that you said there's something about the the government and oh the department of agriculture okay so we can't do any meat items anything that has legs lives on land eats great it has something to do with okay so once if we cook it in the store, it's fine with our own meat. Because I had an idea I wanted to do with another chef, and I wanted to give him our Italian sausage, have him do something with it and the, at his place, and then bring it back. It is something about the Department of Agriculture that that cooked then product has to be, like, re-inspected before it comes into a retail outlet. 
So I don't know if it's just bureaucratic red tape or whatever, but it's not something I want to, you know, right. push the limits sure. on. So we've just really been working hard to try to find some things. The goal is to help some of these restaurants just keep right. going. Of course. You know, and, yeah. and we want people, like, I'm very cautious when we get orders. So if people come in and they get looking for something and we're out, please don't get upset with us because I don't want to overbuy because I don't want to waste right. the chef's time cooking it, mm-hmm. even though we pay for it, and then have to throw it away because it goes out of date. Because everything's fresh, yeah. so it only lasts five to seven days. So we yeah. get things on a weekly basis. It goes in and out, and that's what we want. You know, so yeah. I did have three other restaurants contact me this week, and I'm not going to uh-huh. say who they are, just in case uh-huh. I can't work anything out with them. But uh-huh. So look for more. We have room in the circle to add some more people. So that's, that's uh-huh. it's really just the good faith just trying to help you know yeah we're fortunate because we're busy and it gives them and then maybe someone's never been to that restaurant like yeah, that and then right. they'll go to the restaurant so it's right. a win-win yeah win-win. and i mean it gives you it gives you the gourmet product in the store too so it's yeah. you know it, it's like you said it's a win for everybody but that's a big thing that's you know it's it's so interesting we said we weren't going to talk about covid but i mean it is a new phase of life and it is interesting to see how all of this is going to shake down i would imagine that this is a trend that will stay where you can get gourmet restaurant food in supermarkets you know yeah and the beauty of our situation is I know there are some restaurants like Commanders, I think it is, that are doing, like, mass-produced vacuum sealed where you can ship it. Ours uh-huh. is done fresh just for us, small yeah. batch, high quality. Uh-huh. And that's, yes. that's what we are. We're a small, small but big operation, but we try to keep things high quality and the best value we can get. And very local, yes. And it's, very it's local. really yeah it is really like i said yesterday or day before when we had the woman from palm and pine on it's been really fascinating to me to watch how each of these restaurants have have adapted to the situation and of course as in anything else the more adaptable you are the the better your chances of survival so correct that is 100 uh, true it's another venue for them to get what they do out there and it's it's a yeah. good thing all right, so speaking for your own self, tell us, because we do these commercials for Dorgnax to run on other stations, and they have these really good deals. So I, I asked uh, Nicole to go ahead and just tell us about the really good deals. So tell us. What, good deals? Oh, this week. Like your meat deals and, you know, all the things that, you, that were in those commercials, you know, what's what you have these specials on on meat am i throwing you a curveball you're not ready for i'll be honest the ad comes out on wednesday and i didn't look at it i'm oh, sorry no. that's, okay that's well now you can shop online right there's a yeah there's a new thing of shopping online right we just rolled out our curbside my brother-in-law jason has been working very hard to get that going because even though we're one store, we've multifaceted, and it does take a village. And he That dog of yours is noisier than mine, I want you to know. I know. He's a, he's a real pain in the snow-what. You know what? Mine finally stopped panting. It's too hot to go outside right now. I'm trying to so, But curbside <laughs> did roll out, and um, we're, hope, you know, we're hoping for the people who do not want to come in, who do not want to you know, deal with the 
shreds. Yeah, the whole mask thing. Yeah. What, what what do they do? They go to a, what's the site? Like, what's the link and all that? Okay. You threw me another curveball. You have to oh, I Instagram did? Well, you know what? I could just look up, I could just look up the copy because it's like, um, it was, it was, a, it was a single word. It was called Emmy Mercado. It was Mercado. Mer yeah, Mercado is the company that it's run through, but I don't know if, I, I guess you have to type, Mercado is the host. So I guess if you go to Mercado and you search stores, we'll be there. I'll be honest, like I said, my brother-in-law has been heading that up, and I've uh -huh. been all over the place and making sure I have restaurant food for people to Okay, I've got it right here. Here we go. I'll do it for you. Thank you. Good news. Shop Dorignac's deals online at dorignac's.com. Click on the link and pick up your groceries curbside at Dorignac's. Shop easy and save. Sign up today and order your groceries online at dorignac's.com. Hmm. Well, Tom, you're impressive. fired. Because, <laughs> because I, it's the first time I've heard of it. But, uh, you know, they, they have their own style of doing things. Every, every week, folks, we, we cut a bunch of 15-second commercials. And I said, you know what? Yeah. We're going to introduce these into our show because it's deals. And people want to know about yeah. deals on food. So that's what we're going to yeah. do. Well, I promise you next week I'll, I'll know what the deals are because the ad does come out on Wednesday. So it will give me a full day to okay. look it over. And I'll have a report on that as well. Study your own deals. Did you send out those swag bags to Steve and his brother? I just got all the information from Susan, Steve's wife, last night, uh -huh. and I'm okay. sending those out. And I just sent okay. calls off to him today. Oh, and good. Okay. All right. See, I'm telling you, folks, if you call her and talk to her, she'll send you a cool swag bag full of stuff from Dorgnecks and some special stuff that she's going to put in there. All right. So next week, we're going to start our Sylvia and Esther throwdown. We have to decide wow. what it's going to be. All right. Did your mom ever cook it? sauerkraut? No, probably. Oh not. God, yeah, she loved. Oh, sauerkraut. she did. Oh, oh she, she did. Loved, what is that? Oh. Reuben, the sandwich with the sauerkraut on it. Okay. She loves those All sandwiches. Right. Yeah. That's okay, but good. see, uh, see, I, you're you're Italian, right? Or what? What's your? Well, all right, so my grandmother... Well, you don't have a lot of time. you got like 30 all seconds. Right. All right, my grandmother was Irish and German, and my grandfather was Italian. So my Irish okay. German grandmother learned how to cook from the Italian, so she cooked okay. a little of everything. Okay. <laughs> how was that? All right, that was, that was good. I have four, French, English, Irish, and German in mine, but we used cans for everything. So, But my mom did cook, and she was good, so we're going to have a throwdown the next time you call. All right, Nicole, we'll talk to you next week. Always fun. Is she gone? I think she's gone. We'll be back after the bottom of the hour news, Louisiana Radio Network. Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Jeff Palermo. The Southland Conference has decided to postpone fall sports until next spring, which means no football this fall for Northwestern State, McNeese, Southeastern, and Nichols. Southland Commissioner Tom Burnett says the NCAA released a new set of health and safety requirements last week, and that caught the attention of school leaders. That weighed uh, in some people's minds about whether or not uh, they wanted to do this or not. The Raging Cajuns were set to host McNeese on September 5th. That game will no longer happen. The same for Southeastern at Tulane. The Saints announced no fans will be in the Superdome for the season opener versus Tampa Bay on September 13th. Team President Dennis Lasha says while Orleans Parish 
is doing better in reducing the spread of the virus. Fans coming in from other areas is a concern. 30% of our fans come from across the region. And, and across the region right now, we have some of the highest per capita infection rates in the country. So we got to get those numbers down. LRN. Are you a Louisiana small business? State Treasurer John Schroeder here. I believe small business is the backbone of Louisiana's economy. If you're struggling to stay afloat during this pandemic, the Louisiana Department of Treasury is here to help. With the Main Street Recovery Grant Program, you are not alone, and you can apply for this grant for your business today. You support our workforce, Louisiana, and we support you. The Louisiana Main Street Recovery Grant Program. Support when you need it. Apply now at louisianamainstreet.com. The coronavirus has given scammers all new twists to steal our money or sensitive information, and AARP Louisiana is fighting back. Stay a step ahead of the crooks by learning how to spot and avoid scams at our AARP Fraud Watch Network Resource Center. Read the latest news and get tips on how to protect yourself. You can also sign up for regular email and text alerts. Be a fraud fighter. If you can spot a scam, you can stop a scam. Find out more at aarp.org fraudwatchnetwork. Chef Ron's Gumbo Stop is a great little place on Causeway right by the interstate. With a neighborhood feel to it, you'll find some delicious gumbo here. Chicken andouille gumbo, seafood gumbo, and the house specialty mumbo gumbo, which is a combination of both great fried chicken, poor boys, and other local specialties. Ron says, I cook it like your mama would, and he does. 11 to 9 every day but Sunday and Monday, 2309 North Causeway, 835 when you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings and lots of things are never what they seem. That is true. Very true. Tom, your words to cook by today are from none other than Julia Child. Oh. And she said, ah. many aspects of my method are based on my feeling and experience. For instance, I always give my bird a generous butter massage before I put it in the oven. Why? Because I think the chicken likes it. And more important, I like to give it. When you're someone like Julia Child, you can say or do anything you want. <laughs> <laughs> Have you noticed that? Five five six nine six nine six is the number. Uh, speaking of of doing things that you want, I um, have become rather obsessed with making chicken broth. I'm always I'm always cooking a chicken carcass, mainly because we go through a lot of rotisserie chickens in this house with the doggy. But um, when it's done, I put it in a pot, and I've just got the world's largest stash of chicken broth. And I put all vegetables, like a lot of vegetables in it, so that it's what I, I use to make sure that I get the right amount of vegetables every day. So I think sourdough... It's, I love sourdough. Sourdough is, like, sourdough is like my favorite kind of bread. But the idea of what goes into sourdough is really disgusting, I think. This poolage that you take a little bit from, you know, 1805 and you take a little bit and then you save it and then you put it in the next sourdough and you save a little bit. Anyway, I don't, first of all, understand that. And second, I 
don't, I mean, I, I, it's like one of those things I, I can't really get my head around, like, why do you need to do that? But they do do it, and, and that's what sourdough is supposed to be all about. Anyway, I've started doing that with my chicken broth. So in case I don't have all the vegetables that I would like to put in the chicken broth for today, I will take some chicken broth from the last time I made it when I did have the vegetables and mix it with this so you can get the vitamins in there. So I was just getting up during the break and I saw that the chicken broth has been boiling for the entire show. And I'm glad I went to look because it was getting pretty far down. But I had put some of the poolage, I'm calling it now, from a frozen block of chicken broth in there. So so I, I guess it's got all the vegetables that I need now. So I'm going to have some of that either before dinner or it is dinner. I'm not sure what, but um, I, I, it's a thing here. As a matter of fact, it's such a thing that my daughter says that she does not want she does not want a um, a smell of chicken boiling chicken every time she comes in. So I only boil it when she's gone. Now, when I first started in radio, I worked for a guy named Ken Sasso as his producer. I this him. was, he was in TV, gosh, forty he? years ago. No, 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 he was not a TV guy. He was definitely a radio guy. But um, I used to. Uh, so this is something that I guess has been going on for a long time. If I, I'm not sure that he's still alive, but if he is, he would laugh at this because he said this many years ago. But um, I used to have a tea bag. I, we started at 5.30 in the morning. So I would have a tea bag, and I don't like really strong tea, so I would keep the tea bag all day, and I would just keep putting hot water in it. And he used to joke that, if I made chicken soup, that I would keep the chicken on a string and just lower it down into the water every time I wanted a hit of chicken soup. Because that's, who knew how prescient that was? Because that's almost exactly what's going on in the kitchen stove right now. My poolage of chicken broth, which means absolutely nothing to anyone, but I just thought it was kind of funny. I had a laugh when I, when I went over there. Five, five, six. Nine six nine six is the number if you would like to talk to us. We are here to do that with you. Just about food. Nothing but. That's all we talk about. All well, the different iterations of food. Absolutely. Absolutely. You were talking about your uh, your steaks earlier. Oh, we were talking about the filet mignon day. And uh, I didn't finish reading part of your National Filet Mignon because you were talking about some of your favorite steakhouses, which were Keith Young's, Ruth's Chris, Mr. John's, Dickie Brennan's, and Morton's. But always let them know how you want the steak to look. That's the most important thing. Yeah, but you know what? Morton's is definitely not what it used to be. I it's, totally it's agree really with that. too bad. I used to like Morton's. I used to think it was really, really different from Ruth's Chris, and it was a national chain, whereas Ruth's was a local chain. But the truth of the matter is, even though Ruth's originated here, it's a national chain too. Now, yeah, we were there. So uh, they're less, both national chains. It was uh, like maybe six months ago. Yeah, and we couldn't believe how yeah. much it has been deteriorating yeah. since the last time we've looked at it. Well. I guess about 15 or 20 years ago, it's been here a while, that Morton's in Canal Place has been here a while. But um, it was it was a privately 
owned company and they had a couple of subsidiaries, like one of my favorite um, restaurants out in Los Angeles, which is no longer around, was the Pink Taco. And it was a really good Mexican place by the people who owned Morton's. There was another, they had another branch of something too. But um, when I found out that Morton's had sold Pink Taco, that that was probably not going to be long lived and it wasn't it's now something totally different but um we also learned that morton's had sold to um landry's landry's the tillman fertita empire mm -hmm. and which is also i won't say the kiss of death but it's definitely gonna go down a few notches began, and that's what happened it's it, too it bad began, it began as a chicago business did it really? Uh, it, I thought... was, it was top level uh, stakes and all of that, but uh, it was in Chicago. Now I thought it started in LA. Or no, maybe it was a different name LA. called Morton's. No okay. question about it. Okay. But uh, I remember going to it in Los Angeles in the 80s. How long, how long do you think it's been around in Chicago? Just locally or? No, no, no. Chicago. When did it in start in days? Chicago? Like where did it originate in Chicago? The flagship is there. So what, like what year was that? Well, I'd only be guessing at that, but I would see like uh, 1985. Well, I know that I guessing. went, I know that I went to it in the early 80s out in Los Angeles. So it was around before that. I would say probably late 70s. But anyway, it's now something not nearly as good as it was. And it's too bad because I did like their onion bread a lot. Everybody loved that. Yeah. 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 It was the biggest, biggest hit. And it was a very glamorous dining room. And it's it just seems like it's lost a lot. I remember in the heydays, it was a big um, hangout. You hear that? Yeah, it was a big hangout for the Saints players, and I remember Jimmy Graham used to hang out there. It's All right, who do we have on the line here? We have a Dan, the herb guy. Hello, Hi. Dan. Herb How you guy doing? Guy? We're doing good. How about you? I'm trying to work on my way out of the uh, <laughs> this world. <laughs> I can, I, who am I talking to? I gave two people on here. Who? Well, it's 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 Tom and Marianne. Yeah, I, I didn't know though. I heard Tom in the background. I guess uh, mm -hmm. every time y'all mention something, it reminds me of something most of the time. But I did want to call Tom and tell him that the corner cafe that used to be right off of uh, Veterans down there by whatever the hell Cross Street is with the time saver number the, seven to be yeah, exact. That, time saver number seven. That's what that place was. Yeah, it was right there with the train in the in the wall. They the lady that was the the uh, waitress there is open her own place, and she's oh, yeah? about a she's about a block from Vincent's or whatever that uh, that street is on the other side of Chastand. Uh, yeah, and on the other side of West Esplanade from where Vincent's is. Well, what what uh, what's the name of the place? I think it's the Broken Egg. Oh, okay. Is, which is not now, the Broken Egg broken is a egg. franchise, you know. I know, but she's not that. Trust me, I think she's stealing the name. Oh. Well, now, the Broken now the broken Egg might not be in this area anymore. So yeah. maybe, yeah, I don't know. 
Anyway. It, it might um, not be the exact same name, but she's open there now, and she's open right now. Uh, but she's been there about a wow. year or so now. Uh-huh. Must, uh, have a be boring day. How's, how's it going? It. Because if it, you know, if you're a new well, restaurant, I, it's it's got to be a, pretty rough. I went there a couple of times and really enjoyed it. It's uh, just like the other one, the strong coffee and the big breakfast for 10 bucks, you know, a couple of eggs, yeah. grits, um, hash browns, and things like that. Speaking of breakfast, has anybody been to the new pepper mill? No, is there a new pepper mill? That's what I was about well, it's, to say. it's the, the same old, pepper very... mill, but they had a really, really nice facelift. Okay. It's pretty glamorous looking. What? Same people? Glamorous, you said? Yeah. Yeah, the pepper <laughs> mill, that. you wouldn't recognize the pepper mill. Oh, well, have I you think, seen it, Dan? They're underrated. No, not the new one. I, I used have to been. go there a lot. Well, I'm curious to see if the menu has been upgraded, because the place certainly has. You know what I want to know? Where can I get some good liver and onions? Mm. No, you go get it. Liver and onions. I think Mandina's has liver and onions. Okay, I go there. Yeah, I like that. Okay. Yeah. Pascal's um, Manali. I think. They have it for lunch every day. Do and they? If, yeah. Okay. And, and if we can ever get uh, the, oh, what's the name of the place? It was, uh, it was a little place, small. Uh, Where it was is on it? Bourbon. No, uh, it was on um, Veterans Highway right near... Uh, Little place, they were famous for having all their, all their. Uh, okay. It's, it's, Think I'm about sorry, it during the break. Think about yeah. it during the break. We'll come back with it. Good thought. Um, the uh, I think Porter and Luke. I don't know okay. if they have no, liver and onions, but I know they have fried chicken liver. So it wouldn't surprise oh, me. Oh, I love they that. Have liver and onions. Yeah, I love. Oh, fried they have a big liver. pile of chicken livers. We went someplace else recently that had a big pile of chicken livers. I have to think of where that was, but um, I was thinking I need to make a mental note of that for people who like big piles of chicken livers. But I know you can get them at at Porter and Luke. I mean, let's just say pre-COVID, because you never know. You have to check about everything now. (laughs) But pre-COVID, they had a big pile of chicken livers with some pepper jelly. Yeah, I used to go to a place off of Veterans. It was run by two gay guys. And they make you laugh so much, even if you didn't enjoy living, you know, you just uh-huh. laugh at them. And, boy, it, it was great, though. They gave you a big hill of it for about six bucks. I don't I don't know what you're talking What's the name of the place? I'm trying to think. I think uh-huh. the Princesses or something like that. It had a, uh-huh. a, a little tiny uh, restaurant uh-huh. with a bar attached to it. But they mm-hmm. had a wall between them. But they had a doorway that you could go into the bar. But they were funny as could be, and I'd buy it and bring it home most of the time. uh, (laughs) There's a lot of that going on, buying and bringing it home. All right, Dan, we have a hard break. We will talk to you next time. 556-9696 is the number. You are listening to WGSO. We'll be back right after these messages. Tony Mandina's roots go back to Salaparuta, Sicily. His father left in 1924, but those connections are still powerful. The restaurant uses extra virgin olive oil and wines made at Villa Mandina in the ancestral home. Tony's restaurant started in 1982 with 14 tables and has grown to seat 180. 
with his daughters and granddaughter running it now. Now, this West Bank favorite still serves their delicious Sicilian New Orleans menu in a place that feels like home and pick up some of their famous red gravies sold in groceries all over town. Tony Mandina's 1915 Pratt Street, Gretna, 362-2010. Mimi's is the best restaurant that has ever been in St. Bernard Parish a magic combination of terrific owner, hospitality, and talented chef, combined with a charming atmosphere to offer you a great dining experience. Don't miss oysters here. They have two or three different kinds, all wonderful. A terrific burger, if you must. Great steaks, too. Thursday is steak night. Mimi's 712 Judge Perez in Chalmette, 644-4992. Mimi'sBarAndGrill.com. There's a new restaurant in the Warehouse District offering the fresh and fun flavors of the Caribbean and delicious tastes of New Orleans. Nola K features the best of both regions with dishes like tuna ceviche, red curry shrimp, freshly shucked oysters, cumin spice strip steak, and desserts like caramel flan, tres leches, and key lime pie. And signature cocktails like the Bloody Jerk using their house-made mix. Nola K, 898 Barone at St. Joseph, nolak.com. Autumn in New York, why does it seem so inviting? I want to tell you to check the hours at Nola K because they have brought all of their people from the Restaurant des Familles, which was damaged in a fire a couple of weeks ago and will be under construction for a pretty long time. And they have brought them all to Nola K, so they have been able to expand their hours. So check if you would like to go try Nola K, and you really should. It's a delicious restaurant in a very cool building with a very interesting floor. I know that sounds weird, but I notice stuff like that. In, uh, at the corner of St. Joseph and um, Barone Street in that very gentrifying area. But it's a really, it's a, an eclectic uh, fusion of New Orleans food and the Caribbean, and it's it's quite delicious. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. We are, you know, as usual, talking about nothing much at all, but it all has to do with food. So if you would like to talk to us, we have just another ten minutes of this. But I keep thinking it's Friday. It's not Friday. We have just another ten minutes today, and I don't know if we have a guest tomorrow. I think maybe if we do, it will be the Nola K folks because I wanted to have them on to talk about the fire and their plans and all of that. So um, I hope they do join us. Today, uh, Sir George Shearing was born in England in 1919. Tom, I know that this is in your almanac because Fantastic you are such plan. a music kind of guy. A superb stylist of American popular songbook, Gershwin, Rogers, Cole Porter, and the like. His music has a flawlessness and a jazzy edge, the kind of thing you could listen to for hours or days without getting sick of it. You once saw him perform with Mel Torme at the Blue Room Supper Club at the old Fairmont Hotel in New Orleans. It was an evening of the greatest elegance, maybe the Blue Room in the revived Roosevelt Hotel can bring back that kind of glitz. That's been around for a while, the Blue Room, the new revived Blue Room in the new revived Waldorf Astoria, uh, Roosevelt. Uh, you know, music is, is um, it's interesting. It can set a mood, and I don't really notice music in 
restaurants. You have always noticed music in restaurants. I remember that we would be in a restaurant and, and the conversation would be about the music that Tom was hearing overhead. And I never really paid much attention to it. But it's funny that you, that's in the almanac because today we went to Pat Gallagher's and had Tom's favorite, reigning favorite at the moment, Oysters Pablo. And we weren't there very long because we didn't have very long before the show. But um, I was really annoyed by the music. Oh, yeah? The music was, it was that Doobie Brothers 70s. Oh, that's a <laughs> the kind of music that that is trendy and then not classic because it's not good enough to be classic as opposed to something like Sinatra, which always puts me in a good mood whenever I hear it overhead in a restaurant. And I wish more restaurants would have it. I find that, that restaurant music is something, I guess this is the way to explain it. I don't notice restaurant music in a restaurant overhead unless it's annoying. If it's good, it sort of goes by me. But if I find it, if I can, if I tune into it, that's not a good thing. I think that's probably true across the board. I don't know if it's true of other people, but it's certainly true of me. Who was that guy, Tom? What guy? The guy I was just talking about. The guy who's his, uh, whose birthday today, oh, in, what, born what, in England in 1919, Sir George Shearing. George Shearing. Do you know who that is? Yes, I know him very well. Uh -huh. He was a combination classical music and and the rest of it. Uh huh. Uh, and uh, he has been around since the since the twenties. Mm -hmm. And but he, not doing music because he was only born in nineteen nineteen. Oh uh, well. Do you want to get up to the mic, uh, babe? How about uh, how about sliding up to the mic? Microphone. Yeah. The uh, he uh, would. Uh, let's see. George Shearing. George, George Shearing. Mm -hmm. uh, and he would play. You know, I already told you. How it goes. He uh, mostly classical, but quite a bit of uh, the great twentieth century composers. Yeah, I, kind of. There's the, another um, the I American, like the American. Fenton. What do they call that now? The, the American composers. The American composer. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it was uh, a good buddy of uh, the guy who Cole Porter. Close. Gershwin. Uh, no, it's uh, he. Was the author of the uh, uh, Rogers and Hart, Rogers and Hammerstein? No, <laughs> I'm, running, I'm, I'm running out of American composers. I can't help you after that. It's pretty anyway, good. Anyway, anyway. Uh, uh, all right. I thought you would. You would. Or, have, uh, uh, yeah, Cole Porter, Tom. No. Okay. Well. When I think oh, well, of it, I'll tell you. Yeah, you got about seven minutes. All right. Uh, it's also the feast day of Saint Concordia. He was an early martyr. She's the patron saint of nursing mothers and wet nurses. Why is she in your almanac, Tom? Who? Oh, so because it's our first nourishment, mother's milk. Yeah. Yeah, if you're so lucky to partake, mother's milk seems to confer great long-lasting benefits on children who get it. Both of <laughs> this is This is true. Both of our children nursed for extended lengths of time, long enough that we were confronted with the challenge of nursing in restaurants, and uh, that I did it all the time. There are some people 
who have seen far more of my anatomy than they should have, restaurateurs who happened to come in at one time or another. This was in the old days. I'm talking like 20 years ago or 30 years, 30 years ago. I'm when our kids were little, it's 30 on, years ago. I'm going to get you on this one. Uh, What's that? Uh, this was a, a, a Christmas uh, 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 song, uh -huh. very widely sped. White Christmas? No. I'm dreaming of a white Oh, Christmas. I guessed it right off the bat. That wasn't it, though. <laughs> that was Irving Berlin. <laughs> now, so the oh, other guy, he was... Oh, my goodness. Uh, uh, wait, okay, wait. Um, sleigh bells. Sleigh bells ringing on a... Oh, wait, no, no. Um... Oh gosh, Tom! I don't the, the one that you really really like. Yeah. Uh huh. It's the something waltz or Christmas waltz, maybe. Christmas waltz is, is actually the his of first of it. it, it is was that the name Christ of it? It was one of those. Mm -hmm. I wish uh, I could really help you because I don't too. really, I don't it's really pay not... that much attention to. Um, uh, oh, Tom, that's going to drive me crazy now. What's if any of you are listening and want to help us out here? It's Tom's favorite song, uh, a Christmas song. Oh man, it's gonna drive me nuts. Oh well, it's about sleigh though. What? Oh, Gregory's back. Gregory, are you trying to help Tom? Please help him. I'm not trying to help Tom. I'm trying to tell him how much oh, he means to us all. Because back in the day, he would always do a musical aspect to his program, and uh, I know it's pretty much the Marianne program now, which is good. I mean, <laughs> I like him and Tom in the background. But George Shearing was amazing. But I used to love when Tom would sing. And like I said, you need to get that third hour and get Nigel back in the drink uh, car there. And, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. We could sing a little Sinatra, What's that song that Tom used Cole to like Porter, to sing at Christmas? And, uh, no, it, ju it just, it just, it makes me so happy. I get tears in my eyes when uh, Tom re remembers those, those old composers and those old songs. That was half mm -hmm. of his show sometimes. Because he wouldn't have I any know. callers. And go, he, he, he would go, please call. Please call. Please call. <laughs> he was already having a terrific show. No, but the thing is, Marianne, he was already having a terrific show because he was, you know, giving his interviews and he was giving his uh, uh, critique of certain places he had been. Wasn't and, it uh, fun when Tom used to beg for calls? I remember. Please call. Please no, call. Anyone can call. We've never had no calls. I'm trying We've to had some slow favorite things. You know, I've known Tom for years, and one of the favorite things about Tom is whenever we were at, like, a public function or, you know, like, you know, Chef for Charity or Nalfie or whatever, he 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 would always press the flash and he'd go, that's a good tune on up there. And that's true. It yes, he was. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> that's a good tune. And uh, anyway. I just love him so much. All right, so long, kids. Okay. I know, I snuck <laughs> back in. So long. And still no one to help us with that tune. Um, yeah, Tom, why don't you go look in your song books because, uh, I'm, we're going to, we'll say it tomorrow after we think of it, but, um, it's about Slay, something about Slay and, uh, and it's, it's just going to drive me nuts now and I just, we'll have to do that for the rest of the time. You know, we have just another minute or two left and this is normally the time when I, um, I sign off and say that we have our newsletter and our website and the Instagram and we promote Tim McNally's show and, and, and then I rush through 
uh, my little thing, which I've been promoting, but my daughter says, well, you don't promote it enough. So I really kind of rushed through it. So I have an extra minute now. I'm going to go ahead and, and mention it a little bit more. I like, uh, I've never been a real big radio person like Tom is a big radio person, but you know, times are different now. And so when the COVID thing happened, I, um, I have a kid's show, like a television show that I'm working on, but that's kind of on the back burner with this going on right now. But I decided to do what would amount to, you know, radio for kids by, um, by redoing classic children's books, things like The Emperor's New Clothes and, um, you know, Cinderella and, and things that, that kids would know, but then also some of Grimm's fairy tales that they don't know, because I find the whole Grimm's fairy tale thing fascinating and, and, and children's tales are sort of prescient, you know? So I rewrote a lot of them because you, you have to, with, with copyrights. And then I put them on Anchor and Spotify as Emmy, the story lady. That's E-M-M-I-E. -M -M -E. And it's a fun thing if your kids are just, you know, coloring or something like that to just listen in the background because these are, after all, classic tales. It's on Spotify and Anchor and Apple iTunes and all those platforms. It's E-M-M-I-E, -M -M -E, the story lady. So it's a proper promotion of it this time. Go to our website, nomenu.com for the podcast to please tell your friends about the show. You can show it to them. We put we post it on Facebook. We have our Instagram at the New Orleans Menu. We do a newsletter uh, Tuesday and Thursday. You can sign up for on the website. Tim McNally up next with the Dine, Wine, and Spirit Show. Good night, everyone. WGSO New Orleans. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. Democratic Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi has a message for Republicans when it comes to fighting the coronavirus. If we do not defeat the virus, we're never going to be able to open our economy and open our schools safely to send our... ...coronavirus testing available throughout the country. On the other side of the aisle, White House Press Secretary Kayleigh McEnany is blaming Democrats for the stalled talks on a new economic stimulus package. What we're not willing to do uh, is rubber stamp a behemoth $3.4 trillion deal that the Democrats put forward that was fundamentally unserious, that would have made ballot harvesting mainstream, that was a Democrat wish list. White House Economic Advisor Larry Kudlow also calling the Democrats' plan a liberal wish list. This is USA Radio News. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I am very pleased with your product.